my God. Is it recording Rob? now? I believe so. Look, it's recording now. Hey, we're recording yes. the more Dungeons and Dragons now. Did you want that? I do, but I can't eat it while we're recording and I already Take hit record. Take it for later, buddy. <laughs> I got a nutty buddy in my hand. I got a nutty buddy in my right hand and a Coors Light in my left. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome hey. to the 30th hey. episode. That's a big milestone. Guys. Okay. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. We That's said how it. old I am. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, oh, we're no. Alan Clark years old in podcast <laughs> years. It's actually young, wee minus two. babies. <laughs> We celebrated his birthday a mere, I don't know, 15 episodes ago? Something like that. When we started making our way toward Corbin Theater. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Holy shit, (laughs) listeners, we finally fucking made it to Corbin Theater. How do you like that shit? Yep, hitching our wagon to, what is it, hitching your star to that wagon? What's the Hitching your star to the wrong wagon? Yeah, that is Volna. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you so many outs, and you guys are like, no, we're fucking doing this. I'm just like, I want to pay off. The Glacier of the White Worm is for idiots, and we're going to Corman Theater. And here you are. I just wanted payment. I would uh, I want money, the same I way. want magic <laughs> items. <laughs> I want it all, baby. Someone recapped that shit. We I did. Don't remember. We, we did. Uh, we did some. Uh, we did a skill challenge, and we almost failed, but we we came through <laughs> in the end. We came from behind mm-hmm. uh, and succeeded. Solid. And the whole city of Yorufan fell to the. It fell into the swamp. <laughs> this is what counts as a success for them, by the way. Um, <laughs> The, 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 we succeeded. Everything the fell into the swamp. Scene. Everybody died except for a couple people. Orson uh, wanted to stick around to like hang out with those like three or four people who who survived. We got on the ferry and uh, we met this really awesome NPC. Her name is Sapphire. Um, and Sapphire Deville. Sapphire Deville. I'm ready for my close up. Sapphire Deville. <laughs> um, <laughs> you really are. I think it's Sapphire Deville. <laughs> fabulous uh, drag queen slash merchant from Cormanthier. The uh, male party members got uh, full uh, drag makeup. So awesome. And then and, and like had serious conversations. <laughs> And with drag makeup, so good. Um, and this we, is D and D at its finest. And we yeah. the swamp, and trolls were fighting, and it was like mucky and miry. <laughs> and then we got to Cormanthier, and everything is like gorgeous, and the trees are pretty, and the ground feels good, and we were really distracted by all the trees. But then Volna was like, "No, don't be distracted." Follow me. And so that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. We saw Princess Mononoke Wolf. And then, yeah. Wolf. That's how Jonathan says uh, wolf. I, I hate that. Wolf. I and say pitcher. Wolf. And I say pitcher. Here's the most important one, okay? I say pitcher. You can say it however you like. How do you say wash? Wash. Great. We're good. As long as there's no R in it, we're fine. But he, but he also says picture of beer. <laughs> uh, we are the picture of alcoholism and family here at Hit Dice. That was a really good recap, Alan. Thank you very much. That was oh, really totally. well done. Hey there, listeners. It's me, your dungeon master. Well, my player's dungeon master and your host, Wes Cordell. Ooh. I didn't do character introductions last episode. Oh no! But you guys, nobody's gonna know if who we are. Episode twenty nine, <laughs> and you don't know who we are. Go back, listen to episode one. Hit up the iTunes store. Leave us a five star review. Leave us a one star review. We like those too. I don't care. They're fun. Um, hate, haters are our motivators. You know they are. We have one one star review, and we had uh, the greatest time of our lives when we were talking about it. I have to up my game. Yeah, Jonathan started playing better. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, to my right, 
got Jonathan again now. Hey, and I'm playing Arwell Tink Tink Garwin, the Divination Wizard Gnome. A.K.A. Picture. <laughs> Alan Clark. <laughs> Patches, the half-elf rogue. Rachel. I am playing Patches, the half-elf rogue. <laughs> Watkins. No. You are Patches. <laughs> and I am Callista, the tiefling bard. That's right, you are. And you got a, you got makeup on your face over your other makeup? You don't know it. I don't know about it. But oh, when I, I find out, away. I'm killing Arwell. Caleb Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I am Van Dingius Ulysses Fart Baby, the elf arcane trickster rogue. The Calamity. <gasps> and you all are walking into Corman Theater. Full drag makeup. <laughs> One does not simply walk into Corman Theater. <laughs> One puts on drag makeup and follows blindly through a confusing forest. Nice. Sachet Chante. <laughs> yes. Work it, girl. Um, so you guys, have, you saw a lot of really incredible sights. Um, I'm not going to go back over them because they're in episode 29, you motherfuckers. Go listen to them. It was a good description. You guys, in so many words, realize that the forest around you is the elven court. So the elven court like exists in the trees and it exists on the ground, but it seems like you're in the hub of this entire place. As you walk in, you can see these crowds walking back and forth. You can hear music. You can hear glasses clinking. This place doesn't only sound alive. It feels in your bones and in your blood and in your guts alive. You can feel the magic tingling in the air, especially like you magic users, which I think is like everybody with patches. What up? Um, (laughs) You can feel it in the tips of your fingers. You can feel your magic trying to escape your body and not in like this negative, strange way, but in this like explosive, exciting way. You feel one. Yeah, it's I mean, the volume is like turned up to 11 in this place. Yeah. And so you guys are all here. You're looking good. Your makeup's done. You're walking in to the elven court. It's a very new place. You have been striving to get into this place for a very long time. And let's be honest, you couldn't have done it without tabletop loot because their dices rolling on the table are what got you here. They're Those what, dices. Yeah, you know you like it. Their they, dices knocked over a city. Yeah, their, <laughs> dices, their dices have destroyed so many lives and so cities. Many. They are so powerful and it's important to have something like that in your campaign. It's a good story. Head over to tabletop loot. <laughs> Enter the code hit dice pot at checkout. Get 15% off. I'd Thanks like to, to talk about how awesome our sponsor are. It's almost uh, making me want to do my own podcast called Dices and Vices, which is just all about being drunk and rolling dice. That's also what Hit Dice is about. Oh, kill me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is about. Thanks for joining us for our 30th episode, guys. It means a lot. It's super cool. Go leave a five-star review or we'll kill you in your sleep. Yay. Let's get started. You guys have entered Cormanthier. Yay. And... Inside of Cormanthir, the Elven Court exists. The Elven Court isn't just a place where it's not like a courthouse within Cormanthir. It's a village. It's a city that all of these elves live inside of. That the Hanali you guys have learned in so many words basically run. Van knows more about this than any of you, but Volna knows the most, though she's kept quiet about most of it. She has hinted at a bad past with her brother, but on the ferry ride <coughs> over here, she did a little more than hint and let you guys know that like he's the one who sent her to the elemental plane of fire and sold her into slavery. I'd just you, like to say if she'd told us that like two weeks ago, we probably would have brought her here a lot faster. Hey, you guys, you know, you do your own thing. It's not anybody's <laughs> fault except Volna. She didn't tell you. Uh, Wes. Uh, it's called <laughs> trauma. And she was experiencing a lot of it. <laughs> 
And so uh, you guys... Slavery will do it to you. Yeah. You guys have just found out this uh, really shocking news about Valna that she was essentially packed up and shipped off to the elemental plane of fire by her brother. And through talking to Sapphire DeVille, you learned that her brother, the same one, is very shortly going to be attempting the blade right, which um, I believe Van told all of you is how you become nobility within an elven society, within this specific elven court. That's how you become nobility. And so as you walk in, this city is open before you. Valna stands here. She welcomes you all to the elven court as you walk in. This place is beautiful. The buildings glow. It looks like the light that comes from within these buildings looks like sunlight shining through tree leaves. And you can see this natural light floating about and everywhere. You can see people like performing magic. Some people float in the middle of the street and they play instruments and they sing songs and you can hear all of this happening in this place. It's very lively. It's very fun. No one bats an eye at all of your makeup. They're just like excited you're here. Does anyone, does Volna seem to care if anyone recognizes her or does anyone recognize her? Not as soon as you all walk in, but you all have only just gotten to the edge of this place, right? And so some of these domiciles, I should describe how these people live. There are enormous, impressive, ancient oak trees and redwoods that rise high above this forest in the dead center of it. And around them where their leaves would be, there are these domiciles that these people live inside of. And there's light coming out of them. And where the shrubs on the ground would be, you see domiciles as well. And during the day, you would easily mistake them for like brush and leaves and uh, just like foliage and vegetation within the woods. But at night, it's obvious that people are living in these. And... As you all are walking into here and you're hearing all of these noises and you're seeing all of these really incredible sights, something steps in stride with your party. As you all walk into this place, you hear a rustle and a tree shake. And as you do, it's almost as if the tree sprouts legs and walks beside you. But there is a very attractive elven man standing here now. As if the tree just like took one step and became this humanoid. And you see the leaves fall away from him. And you see that his skin is a light tint of green. And that he has a smile perked up on his face. His cheeks are rised up to his eyes and you can see that he's smiling. You can see those eyes. And as he steps out and joins your party, he doesn't say a word to all of you. He just steps in stride with you all as if he walked into this place with you. Uh, Van, you would recognize Ir Yitzen almost immediately. Uh, the same Eldrin that you all met before, though he looks very different now. He's so handsome. I say name? you're in a better mood. <laughs> He's like, you know it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm also from Jersey now. Uh, when did we? When did we meet? Area? He was the he fire was the guy. Fired, uh, did fire Van? Did, was was that guy or Van? Those when we met. Oh, uh, okay. But I know him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Guy met him, but I know him. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So he's you, the one who talked crap about the half elves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he didn't really talk crap. Well, well he felt really bad for you, which yes, is the same did. thing to Patrick. He was condescending. <laughs> <to the half-elves. laughs> when you all first met Iriath Zen, he was ablaze on fire. His weapons, his eyes, his face. He had vengeance in his heart, and he was wide open and spoken about it. Whatever he thought, it came out of his fucking mouth, and he did not hold it back. But as you see him now, you see these, like, moths floating around him in this night light. They seem to be drawn to him more than to it. You see that his clothing is made out of leaves, out of this brush, just like everything that you're seeing. This smile, this spry step as he comes up to all of you. And you all do hear Van say, you look like you're in a better mood. And he actually just says, that's because I am. 
and he's just like in stride with you all. He doesn't ask you any other questions. He looks over at Patches and he gives you a little wink and he's like, I like your makeup. Oh, this old thing. (laughs) (laughs) This old face. I actually, what I, I don't really respond. I'm still kind of wary of this motherfucker. And as he strides, it's almost as if he is not even, his feet are not even touching the ground as he walks across this place. It's almost as if he's floating like, pantomiming walking with all of you and he like slyly moves over beside you patches and he speaks he doesn't look toward you he's smiling and he walks out and he says i realize some of the things i said could have been taken the wrong way they were and i cannot fault you for those things you should feel them as you do you should embrace the world and interpret it however it makes the most sense to you whatever is beautiful whatever your truth is speak to that it will bring you new truth it will bring you new realizations the world is open and it's beautiful. And so are you. And so are your friends. And it's good to see you here. Are you just saying that because we did what you wanted us to do? No, of course not. You should do whatever you want to do, even if it's not what I want you to do. Insight. Sure. Damn. <laughs> True to form. <laughs> six. Yeah, with a six, uh, <laughs> maybe he's getting on your nerves a little bit, but you don't notice any, like, malicious intent. You don't notice any, like, he's not getting anything, reaching into your bag, nothing like that. He just says, look, friends, uh, what happened to the fella Guy. with the beast? <clears throat> yeah, he's uh, not with us anymore. Ah, unfortunate. And a it, human, it is. correct? Yes. Ah, returning to the earth. A different sort of energy, I suppose. Well, he's still out there. He, um, the beast is the one that's actually left us, and Guy didn't care to adventure anymore without his companion. Is he <sighs> the guy that you told me about, the new Stormy? Weird. Yeah. He made friends with him really easily. It was cool. Stormy? Yeah, Stormantha. It's his uh, ex-girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Guy's ex-girlfriend, Stormantha Daniels. That's um, right. And he speaks out to you again, Patches, as he's talking to all of you, and he's like, um, so... You've managed to pick up the Calamity, a dear friend of the elves of the Elven Court. And I meant nothing uh, by the things I said. I did not mean to offend. I, I just longed for your return. That's all. And it pained me to think that maybe we would never see it. But with each new day, we find new truths. And maybe a new truth for you. Maybe a new reality for you. And maybe a new understanding for myself. I just gotta, I, mean, I just like nod. Like, all right. Yeah, and okay. he, he sort of okay. like floats and like walks over to Van and he's standing beside him. The closer you guys got and the further in here, it took you a day to get through this forest, by mm-hmm. the way, like walking. Okay. Many of you have not had a long rest. We really need is a there rest. A, um, is good. I'm a, can I, and I am barely containing myself looking around. Yeah. Can I see a shop where I could steal like a badass rapier from? <laughs> I'm Let's kidding. do it. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, there are. The, I am wearing like, makeup. I'm fully disguised. Like, totally. Um, you don't even need to use your disguise. disguised. <laughs> um, I look at Iriath and I'm like, I'm so stoked that you have also adopted my loving nickname. The Calamity. I thought it was a name of affection. I must have misunderstood. I thought you embraced it. It seems powerful, like a storm, like something that changes, like... Me, like I'm, life, like everyone. I look at him half-cocked after drinking the whiskey, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. I am the Calamity. I enjoy this name. And nobody else can harm me with that term. <laughs> because I He's am like, it. 
And a good way to look out at life. I do not wake up in the morning upset I am an Eldrin. You should accept what you are. And if it bothers you, perhaps someday it will not. Fuck, you're right, dude. All right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> that was easy. Uh, yeah, he continues to walk with you. You know that this is a merchant city. Like, uh, Sapphire DeVille told you this. Volna told you that the Hanali family deals heavily with, like, really incredible magic items, basically, that are hard to get from anywhere else. And that's why they knew Raven's Bluff. That's why you guys got the immediate connection is because she was like, oh, yeah, we saw with Raven's Bluff, basically, and we do a lot of their trade. We actually sent something over to them in a box on a ship, and we don't know what happened to it. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) uh, many, many things have happened. Um, But Um, you all stand in the middle of the city. um, Uh, Volna, I'm sure you're in a hurry. Yeah, she's like ahead to get of back. Them all. She's, she's Vol- not to any of this. falling behind. Volna, should we all clean up before we meet your family? She turns back and she's just like, if they don't accept us as we are, then perhaps we came here in vain. If they can't hear our words, then it doesn't matter how we look. We have points to prove, and the sooner we do it, the better. That's but fair. Volna, Arias, for reals, we all live for. Ever. And we have been through so much shit. Can we please just, like, take a nap? And uh, she speaks out and says, Yes, we do live a long time. And even in that long time, I've spent much of it in slavery. And my brother will come to justice for it. And in addition to that, the blade right takes only a moment. I message Vaughn and I say, Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a fucking dick, too, but... So sleepy. Top ten sleepy boys. Van wants to go sleepy. Uh, And Iriath speaks out and he says, The blade right. A changing of seasons. Innocence. A changing of things. A sunrise upon our people. It happens tomorrow. And we are all very excited. And then you see his eyes light up for just a second and those leaves wilt just a little bit. And he's like, and I'm excited to see what you have brought to the table. Like, uh, as he is speaking of this thing, and then you see, like, those leaves just, like, grow back out, and his eyes dull back over just a little bit, and you see the brightness return to them. Uh, but yeah, he just you are, continues walking with You're aware of who we've brought to the table, right? Uh, yes, of course. We spoke of this when we met. Yeah, that. okay. I'm, I'm just not sure why you're talking like in riddles. I'm confused. Ah, sorry. Riddles, <laughs> I don't mean. Uh, how, how, and I want to ask Iriath, how, like, how's, how does the town feel about What's her brother's name? Um, I have it written. I also have it written. Um, Elishir? Elishir? It's Elishir. Yeah. Elishir. In other words, do others share your um, excitement? How's the town, is is the town excited about Elishir, you know, tomorrow or? Many in the town are excited for a new ruler and the blade rite has not been performed in three millennia. This is a big moment for the Hanali family. It would be a shame if something were to be brought to light. And I do not mean to speak in riddles. I just see the world in songs. It would be a shame, meaning you don't think people would be as excited for Volna as they would be for... Fucking already forgot his name. Elisher. Elisher. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not that people won't be excited to see the daughter returned, but that they will be disappointed to see that their new appointed king and ruler is a sham. You see, in an attempt to not speak in riddles, Volna is not the only one 
who has been wronged by her brother. Oh, I intend to attend at your side and to speak my story as well. Excellent. And I look around at all, this all of them. I, this all sounds very dramatic and exciting for me. I, I'm, I'm fully excited for this as well. I cannot wait until the shit goes down tomorrow. I am. Totally <laughs> yeah. this. I look around at all of them, and there's a pretty heavy smell of, like, when you're in an elevator with somebody and they've been drinking, and you can very much tell that kind of aroma is pouring off me a little bit. And I'm just like, yeah, well, everybody's got their own agendas around here. We'll just, uh, we'll see how it all turns out. Speaking like I know shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what would you all like to do? I'd say let's get Volna where she needs to go and then figure out a place where we can uh, rest. I want to get paid so I can shop. Said we would, yeah. You can shop all you want. I'm going to bed. Oh, no, no, I'm, that's the point. I'm going to get paid yeah. first. And as you all come into this place, you hear shouts, loud shouts, like, the return! The return! She is here! She is here! And you see all these guards come, and you hear all of this music, like, explode out of this place. All of the dancers that are in the air and that are playing their music, it crescendos as she comes into this place. The guards run over, and they kneel before her. And you do see Iriot Zen, <laughs> he places his arm on her lower back and pushes her forward into these people, and he just smiles wryly. And they don't seem... Uh, like estranged by it or anything. And one of uh, these guards, they do shout out to her and they say, uh, the daughter, the daughter of the Hanalis returns, a decade missing. We must get her to her mother at once. And these people, who are these people? And they were looking out to all of you and Volna under her breath, not more excited than she has been in a full 24 hours, says, my escorts, and I intend to see them rewarded for my return. I, um, I'm a little wary of... The whole situation now, and it's particularly since everybody's yelling, and I just kind of like have my hand on my dagger, and I'm kind of like looking around like the Korean couple on Lost, you know, like oh, kind of yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm on like high alert. Thing. Yeah, before like we knew that they knew English. <laughs> Roll a perception check for me. Okay. Um, eleven. You're not noticing anything like there is there's quite a big bustle. All the people are moving out onto the balconies above and the people who are in the shrub like domiciles uh, underneath, they begin to open and flourish like a flower petaling. And you can see the people coming out and they all praise and they clap and some even cry like as they're seeing Volna walk into this place. But like (laughs) all of you are standing around her, Calista, unknowingly with this like (laughs) really gaudy makeup on. You'd be so mad as Um, soon as I see your mirror. You were all covered in like (laughs) blood and And mud and and, like you were so crusty, but your makeup is nice and your lips are all shining. Like, oh, that lipstick looks so good. And so it is such a strange scene. (laughs) Like it's all of these elves are coming out of the like, Quite literally woodworks. And so, like, as they are all pouring out, you notice that their gowns are beautiful and that, like, they are all beautiful and elegant and they're all of these different types. And it's not only elves, though it is a majority of elves. And so it's really strange to be accepted and let into this place. Uh, Usually elves will, like, aggressively keep other races exiled and they keep their places of living very secret, but it seems like no one's really reacting to that. Um, Patches, you don't notice anything outside of... All okay. these things. Cool. I know Jar will, and I'm like, you got any uh, more juice in that wand? What do you want? I got to look pretty for my people. Like me pretty. Yeah, um, I clean up all of his dirt. I appreciate it. So yeah, all the makeup and everything. Oh, I, I mean, leave the everything. makeup on. Oh. I got it. <laughs> they got to see my face. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I do all of it. Yeah, and as soon as it 
comes off, they <laughs> the music crescendos once more, and they're like, uh, the return of the calamity. He comes <laughs> back calamity. into our gates. And they start to sing this song about ruin and destruction and this like tidal wave like coming into this place of this unstoppable Calista force. Calista is getting her book out to record like, this song note like for note. Changing, you know, just like changing tides and unpredictable weather and like all of these things as they see this uh, blue skinned I'm like slicking back them. my hair as I hear the calamity and all of this horrible stuff and I'm just like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> The calamity has returned. Patches uh, feels a lot of affection for Van, knowing that all these people know him as the calamity. I, I speak out to the people. Yeah, they're like they're shouting to you. They're calling for you. So, and I say, um, my people, they quiet. Your, the your, music like comes down to a low murmur. The people's voices shrink. There, you have their attention. Our beloved Volna is finally finally home and justice will be found and vigorously sought after for her, her departure from us you can thank me you can you can scream the name of the calamity in the streets but truly it would not have happened if it had not been for my fellow travelers and i introduce to you the fans of the flame these are some of the bravest heroes I've ever known. And uh, this other guy, the guy on the buffalo, was super kick-ass, too. And he died, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to get her home, too. But um, let's party. They're all like, "Wow!" <laughs> and, like, with that, the music, like, picks back up. Volna is ushered in with all of these soldiers, all of these guards. And as she is ushered in, they extend the invite to you, Van. They're like asking you to come to this royal court and they're uh they're like uh, calamity sir like you've done a great deed and the the matriarch mother would be happy to see you elated even she would love to reward your accolades to give your friends place to sleep i say please call me van but yeah <laughs> uh and they 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 look adorned with like really fine wear. They all have these brown cloaks on over them with a leaf that is pinning them over their shoulders. All of their armor seems to be made out of leather and it's light and they move easily in it. And what's strange is where any leather that you guys have on is probably squeaking against itself all the time. It's like a gentle breeze as any of these people walk past you. They have spears on their backs, swords at their side, and they all move with a beauty and grace. And like as they're all moving amongst one another, like it's really hard to tell the difference between elves. They're all just like really beautiful people. And so like the you're not sure like who's who in this like big thing. They're all dressed really similarly. The only difference is in like the bards that seem to be singing throughout this city. Um, but all of their garb is like these dark browns and these rich greens and these like golden trimmings. But they are all celebrating. And as uh, you are saying that you should celebrate, everyone brings out drinks into the street. And it seems like this huge celebration comes up and around you. And as this music is crescendoing once more and coming back up, these people are coming to life. Do you all want to do anything in the city or would you like to follow the guards back with the calamity to um, the royal court? follow to the royal yeah, court. I'm sticking with, mm -hmm. with Van. Mm -hmm. But yep. drinks in tow. Yeah. Because I snacked. <laughs> you're like, sna you're like getting I'm wine for everybody. And I'm like, and like, I'm like you are, well, you, you party? Always. Callista, <laughs> I know you party. You used to work at a bar and shit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, speaking of which, Calamity? It's a thing. That sounds like it's got some good stories. 
Good is a relative term, but I will share every one of them with you. You can add our last little mishap to the fucking (laughs) bottom of the pile. Add add that to the bill. I'm blaming the dragon for that one, but I want to hear about how you got that name. We'll find out. (laughs) So as you all are walking through this place, these people are just like, they're passing you drinks. For the listeners, I laugh snorted. My thing off my microphone. <laughs> his, his crocheted, uh, his crocheted mic, mic condom, condom got blown off the top of oh, the mic. Yeah, the sad extra got blown off. <laughs> so as you all are walking through these streets, you notice that the deeper that you get into this place, the bigger that those domiciles that are hanging off the trees get, and the higher up that they are. And you also notice that as these elves are walking up to them, they just jump. And as they jump, it seems like they are taken to whichever of these buildings they are attempting to go to. And you see these guards and like as as silly as it looks, like they all just do it as if it is second nature. Like they jump and they are just like taken to this place. It's like where the wild things are, wire foo looking shit. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like crouching tiger, hidden dragon shit. Like as they're like flying up to this thing. But you see Van and he's just like, God feels good to be back. Yeah, as he's he going lo- through the air with he, them. He loves this shit. Yeah, so uh, would the three of you like to attempt this? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that's how we get where we're going. Yeah. You all just jump up toward it. I'm excited it like, about it. It's like you fell 100 feet and hit a trampoline, and it took you right where you wanted. Like, you can feel the force of this, and it's almost like something picks you up and cradles you and takes you here. And it's really warm and inviting, and as you all show up, you see that there is an elven woman here. Her skin is a unique, neutral shade. It's a wondrous mixture of tan and ebony. Her eyes watch everyone and everything patiently until Volna comes in the door. Her head is adorned with an enormous horned crown. Horns come out of it and delicate golden chains cover the crown and sway as she flicks her head to the side to see her daughter. Golden adornments sit out of either side of it, and small golden curtains frame her face. She sits in an intricate golden throne, and she has white garb on that has real gold trimming on it. And as she sees Volna walk in, she goes to stand and reach her hand out, and you see her literally physically bite her lip and sit back down and gain her composure once more. And, like, you can see her whip, her, her whip, her lip quivered just a little as Volna walks into this place, and you can see her, like, white knuckle gripping her chair. And she says, My daughter, you have returned to us. I have missed you greatly. I'm casting Detect Thoughts. Sure. You notice that there are three thoughts in the room that you did Mm -hmm. not see the people for. Okay. Uh, Though it seems like she sits in here alone with four guards, you notice three other thoughts. You're not sure where they are coming from, but they are inquisitive. They are wondering about the daughter coming back. They are thinking about blade rights. They are interested in who these four people are that walk in. And as you all walk in, this obvious queen stands up in front of all of you and says, well, she bows to Van first. And she says, gracefully back. And as she bows, it clinks and it goes over her and she says, Calamity, you have done a great service to our people. Your name well earned. You bring my daughter back. And for that, you will be rewarded, as will anyone else who has aided in her journey. And she like walks over and she she dismisses the guards like really easily. She she says, leave. 
give us a private audience. And like the guards leave and they walk out. And though you still detect these three other thoughts mm -hmm. in here, you're not, you you cannot pinpoint where they're coming from. Sure. It's hard to pinpoint what their thoughts are, but their thoughts seem like refined. They seem pure. Like not in the sense of innocence, but in the sense of whatever they're thinking about this is the only, only thing they're thinking cool. about. Right. Um, and oh, man. Also too, just for curiosity's sake, um, everything's enhanced magically. Mm -hmm. Is like, do I, would I be able to like tell I can, sense further out or um you aren't able to sense further out but you feel like you're able to sense instead of just these basic level thoughts, i can go a little bit deeper you're without... going a little deeper and you're sensing these refined thoughts you okay. know that they're these thoughts i'll give you this these thoughts are magical in okay. nature but okay. they are sentient okay. like they're conscious cool. of themselves and the things that are going on around cool. them as these guards leave the room you see this woman fall on her knees and she just starts crying in front of her daughter and she like holds her really tightly and you can just see like Volna does not react she does not reciprocate these feelings she just like stands very still um, in front of this woman and can I yeah. go behind Volna and kind of just push her toward her mom a little <laughs> just yeah, like a just gentle like push her shocking grasp just like um, no just yeah. like <laughs> no you just gently. like you just like push her and as, like, she's like really like nicely like gently like with intention sure. of like yeah this um, is this is good yeah and you do see, you see Volna, like, get pushed, and she looks back at you, and she, like, places her hand on her mother's back. Like, her my lips. <laughs> and they sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, she puts her hand on her mother's back. She doesn't look down at her mother. She just, like, gazes out. And you can see her glaze over a bit as this is all happening. You all are in one of these domiciles, by the way. The largest one here, arguably. And this court is not beautiful or intricate but it is natural and comforting and like it feels like it grew here like no one even made it but in the middle is this golden throne and this queen who's like heavily adorned with this gold as well is like crying in the middle of it her daughter has her hand placed on her back and then you see you see the mother like grasp at her daughter's clothing and then she stands up she looks at all of you and says don't think we won't reward you well you have done a great deed for our people, bringing Volna back, the only daughter. I think 2,000 gold pieces each seems like a fair reward. I also think from my personal arsenal, I'll give you your pick of a weapon, an item, a trinket, whatever you like. One for your group. I bow and I look up and be like, that is more than kind. Thank you, Your Majesty. And she bows to you, and as she does, her the golden chains swing down those horns. You can see them much bigger than mm -hmm. she is. They're from some like incredible creature that they, they sit on her head. Awesome. And you just see her gown like flowing behind her, and she does bow like very gracefully to you. You can see like how humble she is in this moment. Not to speak for Volna or to start some drama, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Uh, do you know where she's been and why she was there and what she was doing when she was there? I haven't heard a word from my daughter since she disappeared over a decade ago. Okay, well, your son sent her to the fucking plane of fire and she's been in slavery for the last decade. What is Irith Zinn thinking you, right now? <laughs> she yeah. looks over to you like... She's like totally speechless for a second. And Irith Zinn, though you are reading his thoughts... You see his, like, a little wry smile come across yeah, his face. Totally. And, uh, but you know he's thinking, like, he's thinking, like, bide your time. 
bide your time, like to himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't, like, he's like literally thinking, don't explode. I say, like, I cut in, I say, my liege, I know this is a lot of information to take in at once, especially within within the time that you've seen your daughter for the first time in a decade. But Patches the Hyena, he's become a good friend of mine, and I, I've, I've grown to admire his bluntness because sometimes we just need to hear the truth. And uh, she was in hell, and these these people brought her out of it, and... Um, they they deserve it, any accolades you can provide them. And you saw her back here. You found them along with the Eryth, as I tasked you with. I did, but I did not traverse the elemental plane of fire. And as you probably know, that was some serious shit. I'm sure it was. And your accusations are not lost on me, but surely you can give... A grieving mother one night with her daughter before we bring these up. Absolutely. I don't mean, yeah, we should not take away from your reunion. I mean, you need to, like, this is fucked up. (laughs) Like, the elemental plane of fire for a decade in slavery, your heir. So, just so you know. And Mm -hmm. uh, you see, you see her, you, you, you do see her, like, fighting to maintain that composure. And I'm gonna like take out my wand and put the nastiest scent under Patch's nose. Just like, farts, Patch. Just, just like shut up. I have smelled like this so often <laughs> <laughs> recently. This smells better than I have smelled in a long time. Still smells better than y'all are fine. But like as she says this, she does not lash out at you. Um, she just says, "Tonight is a night of celebration, and we will celebrate. And tomorrow sounds like it's going to be a big day for everyone." Yes. So drink and eat and rest and celebrate. You've earned it. If us elves, and she looks toward Van, she looks towards Volna, know anything, it's that time is our ally. And it seems as though you all haven't been taking advantage of it and resting in some time. And she's like looking you up and down. Go bathe in warm water. Wash yourselves. Drink as much as you can. Eat even more. And know that you are safe here. And that I'm watching out for you. And that your deeds are not lost on this court. Um, Heard. Lovely. <laughs> Would love that. Time and compartmentalization are on our side. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah, for real. be like, thank you, you're too kind. Um, but I want to, during this revelation that Patch has made, um, are there any like strange thoughts that are happening you're doing surface yeah. enhanced we'll call it surface yeah. enhanced yeah, yeah. only um, surface space enhanced. you <laughs> you know that she does not disbelieve him okay. uh she is angry mm-hmm. you're not sure at exactly what she knows her son's a dude but she's got anger she does not <laughs> like she is not thinking poorly of any of you she is truly grateful you have all brought her daughter here and she means the thing she is saying to you. Are any of the three sentient magical thoughts that are pure, have they changed thoughts? What's interesting about these thoughts is they seem to be single-tracked. Okay. And though they are all focused on the queen here, mm-hmm. um, whose name you guys still don't know, but you would. Yeah. Um, I just keep calling her my liege. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, they are all focused on her, though they think about different qualities. It seems like they're thinking about qualities of her while they are monitoring her. And okay. so they're thinking about her qualities of, like, her leadership, her ability to fight, and her knowledge. And they're all constantly focusing on those things. But you're not sure where those thoughts are coming from. They seem to be evenly spaced throughout the room. Cool. Um... Yeah. I say uh, we are forever grateful for everything and um we're so glad to have Volna back. Uh, if if you don't mind, we are going to go party our asses off, go bathe in the springs, those kick-ass hot springs that I think are in Cormant Theer. Hell yeah, they are. And then we're going to sleep in some Avatar-style tree houses <laughs> in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it's not too presumptuous, may I go ahead and pick out my item? Uh, no, she's like... <laughs> it's one for the whole group, though, not one per No, it's one person. Person. for, no, it's it's for, for the whole group. Oh, okay. So no, you can't pick out your item. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, she's like, I, I'm happy to do this now. It is... Now, later, whenever. Let's. Well, since you, this is a party, if you'd like to receive your payments, I can arrange as such. We can have them dealt out to you, and you can continue with your nights. And I will hold a much more private audience with you tomorrow, assuming your allegations hold true in one way or another. I have much to speak with you about, and much I want to know. Uh, and I assume you'll also be talking to Volna, who probably has a. My Pretty daughter, good perspective on all of this as well. My daughter will sleep in my room tonight. We will hold a private audience and announce this to the people who haven't heard of it already tomorrow before the Blade Rite. And any new information that I receive from her will be presented and accounted for at the Council of the Blade Rite. A sacred event, but times are changing. And I'd like to see all of you there. Of course. We'll Agreed. I'll be there. Yeah. But we would like to pick out our magic item. <laughs> These things are all dear to me, and I want you to have one of them as part of the Hanali family to stay with you on your adventures, to bless you in your times of need. Uh, she And she, she walks over to this actual throne, and as she walks over to it, it, she goes behind it, and you see her reach her hands into the tree itself. Like she molds into it as if she's like putting her hands through water and she pulls out this small chest and she sets it down and she opens it. And as she opens it, the items inside of it are really not very big. It's not like a dragon's cord, but she pulls them out and she sits them on the floor in front of her. There are no like intricate ornate tables. It is just her throne in here. But it seems like the room responds to her as she wishes to use it. And as she sits them out, she does sit in front of you this ebony rod. And on either side of it, there is a pegasus. Its wings are extended, and they seem to be mere reflections of each other, but the rod is ebony, and it connects the two of them. She sets out a small ring, and it looks like a shield with an eye in the middle of it. It seems like it could fit any one of your fingers. A small wand is set in front of you, and it has many different eyes that go up the side of it, and the top of it looks like it's just like a small hand that is in like this little clawed formation. Oh, a back scratcher. <laughs> it looks a little like a back scratcher with eyeballs <laughs> up it. A beholder back scratcher. Yes. And she sets a small satchel down. There are four items in front of you. These are precious to me. And in our war with the drow elves, they were invaluable. I have, she points to the ebony rod with the two pegasus on either side of it. 
an immovable rod. I thought so. Mm -hmm. The utility is... Endless. Endless. The creativity it inspires is incredible, and it not serving a sole purpose is undeniable. A ring of mind shielding. She points to the ring with a small shield and an eye on it. Many enemies would look into your minds. If you have large ones or powerful ones, it would be presumptuous of you to assume that they are not watching you at all times. Watching you right now. That's true, bitch. That's true. A wand of polymorph. Turn your problems into something else. Save them for another day. Or deal with them then. The last is an item meant for emergencies. When nothing else seems to be working. A bag of magical beans. I've only had to use them twice. But they changed the scenario, to say the least. Take your pick, heroes. I would like to um, move that we vote. I know what the my period vote is. was. That- <laughs> yeah, so let's, that let's vote. vote. I'm wondering if we could ask for some counsel. I'm I not don't sure. Think we need counsel. Okay. But you can. I'm just going to tell you what my vote is, though. Uh, has word of the potential coming tear fall reached this place yet? You're asking her. Yes. I do not know of what you speak. We have only just reclaimed Cormanthir in the Elven Court from the Drow after many millennia. Anything outside of my daughter and the pressing matters at hand, we will speak of tomorrow once the trials are over. I will let you know what I know and I will let you know where any leads I have might be. Yeah. But for now, let's deal with the matters at hand. I think what I was getting at is that we're going to be fighting a lot of dragons. You see, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) and so is everyone. If this thing proceeds the way they're planning for it to, would any of these be more or less useful against a foe of that nature? The ring. Definitely. I mean, I'm feeling that. Of mind They can't read your minds. They can't read your mind. That I'm aware of. of. Well, if you had a book called the Monster Manual, you might think those were the only rules for a dragon, but they are not. We have not (laughs) encountered a dragon that could read your mind thus far. Right. But if you drop Um, an immovable rod down a dragon's throat, that's going to kill him. Or at least keep him in place. Until it kills him. <laughs> also, I, I want to know more about the, the magic, magic beans. beans. Yeah, I would like. You've only had to use them twice. What? All three what were beans able to achieve turned into immovable rods. <laughs> <laughs> um, the magic beans act of their own accord. They are in touch with the weave. The magic elves tap into. That's all I need to know. It's not always. In your benefit, but it does always change the situation. It's like chaos magic. It's exactly <laughs> like chaos magic. It is exactly it is, chaos magic. Okay. It, it is wild, but it does have properties which are more controlled, more refined. Okay. So it draws straight from the land of Cormanthir, basically. These do. What if, What about the wand? It was polymorph. Polymorph, that's right. Okay. Um, uh. And... I'm cool with that. With whatever y'all are, the magic is this, people. He's also like, good. This wand does it have? I mean, is it unlimited strength or? You could always have it recharged, but this wand casts particularly potent polymorphs. 
That said, it only has three charges. Um, all right. Are we voting? My vote changed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's. All right, okay. Pam, let's discuss. All right. Well, let's go. What's Do you want to discuss or just You can assume all of these are Price highly powerful. Oh, they weapons. definitely are. But choosing. Yes. Yeah. Guys, so. gals and guys, my thing is these magic beans sound dope as fuck. <laughs> And seriously, hey. if, if of course they, you like that. <laughs> if they're if they're like, they could do some seriously insane shit. And I feel like insanity has kind of worked out for us before. Yeah, so um, beans. Um, as a professor, I'm on to an idea of being able to keep us non detected or like being able that. to be detected in the future. Um, but only I, whoever's wearing the ring, I'm guessing, which means the rest of the party exactly. is just open to whatever. I mean, I don't think that will be as Beneficial as the others. Yeah. What say um, ye, hyena? And the rod, not that we want to go back to the oh, so plan of fire, uses. but I mean, it was, you could buy it. And the, you know, that's, that's something that is I relatively think those turn achievable. Up on a regular basis. Uh, agreed. But in the plan of fire, that was seemingly right there we for 4,000 gold. <laughs> if we you raise know? enough money, yes, we could probably get that. I think the, the magic beans could add a little flair to our adventure. Well, not even just, it's just. It's awesome. That's true magic. Yeah. You know? like, and believe me, I grew up around this shit. If you think what you're seeing right now is awesome, I don't even know what the fuck these magic beans could do. I bet they're. That one seems the most beneficial to me, but the like the polymorph wand, where we can literally just turn a dragon into whatever we need and rethink our situation, get sounds pretty awesome. Do it, get it, get it. But do you think it's always going <laughs> to work like, like that? Money. Do you think that we could actually turn money a dragon in that way? I don't think necessarily like an ancient dragon. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like, um, but at the same time, like I feel like we're going to get into a lot of scraps where maybe like a second to rethink or regroup would be pretty beneficial in the event that the, my vote is still the beans. Okay, cool. <laughs> in, 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 in the event that the polymorph staff did not work how we thought as though the dragon mm. If it were a game with like a level twenty, was like <laughs> way too powerful, and the polymorph wouldn't work on it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that the magic beans could potentially fuck us, but I like the idea that it could also <laughs> like really magic get crazy, like seriously crazy. Yeah. Like we've won campaigns before. That like way. we've like if it was all a game, like we had won a campaign <laughs> like that before. What say um, you, fellas? My votes for the beans. Patches. Uh, I like the wand. I like the ring. But the okay, so I'm thinking not the ring because it, only one person can wear the ring. Okay, uh, beans. I think I mean, like beans. if nothing else, the beans could at least. I mean, if if it doesn't like kill something, at least it could change the scenario in some way that would. Yeah, I don't know. Effectively, I'm, the same thing as a polymorph. It changes the situation. Beans. beans. Somehow it changes the situation. Beans. The unpredictability of it is frightening. It's true. I'll be honest. It's chaotic tiefling. Don't hey. give in to peer pressure. <laughs> I'm true neutral. Oh, you're true neutral. <laughs> Completely self-serving. I mean, you all want beans. How am I going to talk you out of beans? What do you I don't want? know. I can think of so many things to do with an immovable rod <laughs> that are predictable. That's true. And useful. But- you know what is the best? And hook you in say a story? you say we could buy an immovable rod, but they're so expensive. I think I had enough unpredictability at our last stop. <laughs> All right. 
But I don't know. I mean, I. I'm no. cool with either the immovable rod or the beam. We I'm could buy an immovable rod. But, like, we don't have enough gold for <laughs> this that. This queen is like, do we? Sure, How much bro. is an immovable rod? <laughs> I'm just going to right, say to you right now, we do have enough for an immovable rod. A little bit later on down the road. Yeah. We should take the beans. We're not going to find these things We're anywhere else. We're never going to find beans again. We're never going to find them like this. We're, beans don't even exist outside. <laughs> <laughs> They're only magic beans in India. Only magic beans. Magic snap peas. Okay, you two feel strongly about it. I'm, I, that's fine. How many beans are in the bag? Can like is it like the guess she the number? Can we, challenge, can we like look if, at the? Are you asking her? I'd like to fondle the yeah. sack. Let's just fondle in the sack. You guys is there are a all nice still weight in... to it? Yeah. yeah. As everyone's <laughs> checking the weight of this sack in their drag makeup, they... <laughs> <laughs> you guys ask you you ask the the queen of the elven courts how many beans there are in it, and she speaks out to you. As long as the bag does not lose its magic, and I haven't used it, which I haven't uh, recently since it's been recharged, it will fill itself. Once its new owners attune to it, take it into their inventories, if you will. And we can just pass that around and recharge it. We're taking the beans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I vote for the beans. I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm willing to defer to the majority of the party and go with the beans. Cliss is like, got a Doss loot. Y'all get one. Like, me and Van, like, don't know how to I like, fly. yeah, I try to jump up. All right, you guys have three plus <laughs> one plus. Nice. You guys have eight magic beans. Nice. Fuck. Now do we arm oh, yeah. wrestle over who gets to carry the beans? I would like to carry the beans since it's my home Are place. you sure you won't spill magic. the beans? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We can get it. a magic fasten for the fucking thing, okay? We're surrounded by magic. So everyone gets 2,000 gold pieces, mm -hmm. and you have a bag of magical beans. Bag of beans. All right, let's go sleepy time. It's time for the elven trance party. Let's get drunk. <laughs> let's go into the fucking things, wash ourselves off. You guys can keep the makeup on, whatever you want to do. We're sleeping. You got a big day tomorrow. You got invited to the blade, right? It happens in the morning. Oh Don't God, be too hungry. Orange whip. I feel orange good. whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. We're <laughs> all going to drink. We're going to drink the the elven delicacy. Three orange whips. Four orange whips. Volna's going to have an orange whip. All, we're all going to have orange whips. And I have a question for me. For the DM. Okay. Hey, guys. For the DM. And it's not so much a question. It's just an affirmation. Van knows exactly what needs to be done with the Blade Ride stuff. The Blade Ride is a little bit tricky um, because no one has done it in three millennia. So even the Hanali elves are like, hope this goes the way we think it will. But um, the blades are sentient magic weapons. Right. Um, that only the that only a certain few know about. They used to be considered completely sacred and only one person knew of their location. But um, the, the queen of the elven court and the matriarch of the Hanali family wants this to be a different reign. Uh, she doesn't want to hide from her people. She doesn't want to, like, keep these things from them. And she's been very open about that. And so she has invited outsiders who were not elves to it, which at one point would have been, like, punishable by death. Right. And Imagine we have the matriarch of the elven people, um, like, totally, like, on our side in our good favor. But other than that, it hasn't been performed in three millennia. And you know that they are ho like hoping for the best a little bit. But there are trials that you have to go through in order to happen. And they happen to the individual who's going through it. And they happen in a moment. 
Killer. That's pretty cool. As uh, every, I mean, like, kill her. As, like, every, <laughs> as everybody Killer. else is out at the... Um, Partying hard? At the party, I would like to go... So everybody goes to the party. You get your items, you mm-hmm. say thank yous, mm-hmm. you leave the mother and her daughter to themselves to reunite, and you guys go party hard. Yeah, well, Callista's having, like, one drink. And then Too she's, many. Hey! Then she's seeking out the musicians uh-huh. and learning everything she can about their style of making music well, here. Van has been partying hard with his buddies, Zero and Tick. <laughs> They hell yeah. Have, they have been his friends since forever, and they are awesome. Wait, were those guys on? So you think you can dance? Are they huh? also hot? <laughs> They're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> They're hotter than Van. Doubtful. They're Keep not going. hotter than Van, <laughs> but <laughs> they're awesome as shit. And so he's been partying with them, and they're all sitting there sharing even more alcohol. Van's pretty fucking drunk at this point. Yeah. Like, been drunk. Yeah, he's like, been drunk. And he goes... He's just running from the hangover at this point. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Zero, man, what the fuck do you think about this Blade Right shit? And Zero's like, I think you should do it. And I'm like, what? And, yo, Tick, why don't you do the Blade thing? He's like, man, I don't want that fucking responsibility. Like, that's so much fucking responsibility. Fuck that. You don't want that shit. And Van's like, yeah, you're right. I don't want that. Hey, I got to go take a squeege real quick. I'll I'll be right back. So Van makes his way back up to the um, mm-hmm. the Queen's quarters. Sure. And he would like to... Uh, are there guards there or whatever? Yeah, there are guards in front He'd of like to, uh He says, I'd, I'd like to hail the attention of my Queen. Uh, queen's not in, and no one's to enter. Uh, it's a night to herself. The night before the blade right, the night of her daughter's return. If you need audience with her, you can speak with her tomorrow unless you have other audience. Her Majesty Silverin will have no one entering her chambers. Heard. I'll be back bright and early. And uh, I just... And they're like, very well calamity. I scribble out a little um, note underneath, uh, on a little piece of very fine, uh, thin parchment very eloquently put together, and I slide under the door. Okay. And I go back and party with my boys. I'm assuming you're going to write it for me? Yeah, I'll send it. Great. Can I, can I also send the queen a note? You're going up there, too? Well, I don't want to go up there. I just want to send her a note. I just want to, like, you know, give a note to somebody to be like, hey, take this to, like, the, who, who you know, to give to, to the queen. for you? Um, I don't know, like some somebody who seems official, like a guard or somebody, okay. and you know, like I, hey, like look, like I'm one of the people who brought Volna back. Like I want to send just a little, oh, right. a, like a very short note mm-hmm. to the queen. Absolutely. They saw you walk in. You don't have to roll for that. Like okay. everyone knows who you guys are. You guys are back in that part of town where you walked in with royalty, and it, you brought her back after a decade of missing. So like, there are no questions asked about this. The queen has made it known you were. For this night, at least, in her favor. And so your drinks are on everybody, and your lodging is yeah. on everybody. Okay, so maybe I'm a little drunk. Everybody. I don't necessarily, I don't think that people really understand the scope of how bad this was. So, like, to the queen, again, your son sent the heir to the elemental plane of fire. She lived in a closet. She was a slave for a decade. Patches. <laughs> Uh, okay, sure. So you hand this to the guard. You trust mm-hmm. them to take it to the queen, mm-hmm. Patrick. Okay, Patrick. <laughs> I'm going to the library. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what you want to do. And we're going to play oh, those things. So right. the, first, the first bard that you walk up to, Callista, you see them all. They are playing in the street. And as all of them play in the street, you hear these chimes. And as you look up to this bard, her features are fine and they are sharp. But then again, so are everyone's. She wears metallic accessories that cover her arms and outfit. They dangle and light dances off of them in a hypnotizing way, even though light doesn't seem to be present in the ways that it's reflecting off of them. And you are just like mesmerized by her. The accessories jingle like chimes and they match the gold of her hair. And as a bard, you would notice that they are tuning themselves to her instrument as she is playing it. She has a harp in her hand and as she plays it, it's not like they're tinkling against each other, but like they are like chiming and resonating within themselves in an attempt to basically harmonize with her instrument and it makes this like much more beautiful sound. Mm -hmm. And as you walk up to her, she looks down at you and she smiles. And she just continues playing and she continues singing. And as she is singing, um, it's just like, it's like eating a really big, satisfying meal. Like as you hear her singing out to you, it just like fills your soul and it fills your stomach and you just feel like bolstered and good as she's just like singing out to you. But she stands mm-hmm. here, well, floats here, actually, uh-huh. smiling out at you, uh, playing her instrument, jingling and I want to, I've brought just the Das Lute and my book with me. The book I wear on a holster on my leg, sure. by the way, in case anybody was wondering, it's always with me. Yes. Um, and I just want to do my best to start trying to pick up the notes and the chords and try to play along with her okay. and see if I can learn the tune. Sure. Roll performance. <sighs> Why do I roll shitty? <laughs> Ten. Um, so with a ten, you're like attempting to play this, mm-hmm. and it's hard to keep up, especially as her instruments are tuning themselves, like somewhat magically. But as you're playing this, the das lute begins to tune to it as well, and you can feel it resonating through the chords of this thing. And as this is resonating, you can feel like the sharp, high chimes from her harp and from her chimes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, (laughs) They begin to melt together with the warm tones of this lute. And they begin to, like, play and sync with one another. And, like, though you struggle at first and you fumble a bit, it's only because it's a new song. Mm -hmm. But eventually you do learn it and you are able to play with her. And you see her. She, like, starts to dance and she starts to spin, like, in the air as she is playing her harp. Oh, I'm so dancing with her now. Chiming around. But, like, I mean, she, like, she's a sight to behold. You know, like um, her golden hair is flowing around her and it's flowing around all of these golden accessories that are all over her body. And she's just like laughing out loud as she sings this. And it's almost as if she's telling a story to an old friend more than she's singing a song. Mm -hmm. But you were both singing together and you were in the middle of the street and you do uh, you get a crowd around you. And so like they are all like drinking and they are cheersing and they are like excited to see you. And once again, it's not only elves in this crowd. Um, you see a few other races, but it is, for the most part, it's majority elves. But they seem to be enjoying your performance very much. Hooray. Right. Tips? No certain tips. Nah, it's not but, that kind uh, of party. You are certainly receiving accolades among the citizens in this city. And you, the crowd is not minuscule by any mm-hmm. means. Like, this is, you walked up to the bard that was at the head of the city, the first one that people see when they come in, and you were playing, like, note for note with her, mm-hmm. and, like, you were drawing a crowd, and it is a very attractive sound. Like, as a bard, you know when your music sounds good. It oh, sounds yeah, it feels really, good. You're in the really zone. Yeah. yeah. It sounds good. 
Having a great time. Mm-hmm. This is almost as good as writing the nightmare. <laughs> almost. Almost. Yep. You were playing for the Elven Court as you were sitting in this place with awesome. one of their most prestigious bards. Yes. Nice. Um, That's the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, what did you guys name that thing? Justin Bieber? Oh, God. What thing? Oh, Aloysius Bieber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was going to the library. Well, or just a bookstore. I just want to, because I still want to enjoy the festivities, but I want to get a book while I'm going to bed this evening. Sure. Um, to learn more about the Blade Rite. Okay. Um, and also anything I can in book form, possibly about uh, the Drow. Uh, conflict. Conflict. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. It is a shop that is, it's single story timber. And the way that it sits in these trees, not every single one of these shops is like a, like you're probably imagining like a disc that's made of leaves that floats around these trees. Some of them are inside of these enormous tree trunks. They're like not carved into it, but like cohabitating with these enormous ancient trees. And you are able to find a scribe fairly easily. And as you walk into this place, there is a collection of ornate ink flasks as if each ink is made from something different in this place. And you can see them all with their own quills. All the feathers look very different inside of them on a perfectly organized grid shelving system. And you can see little tiny plaques under each of them. And over to the other side of them, you see bookshelves upon bookshelves. But like, what's really cool is it's all carved into this tree almost, or it's as if the tree like shaped into these Mm -hmm. things. And as you walk in, you do see um, a female elf standing in here. Um, She says, "Uh, excuse me, hello. Yes, uh, my name is Phelan, and if you'd like to be buying anything from my shop, I'm sure I can help you. Uh, You seem like a a man of knowledge. Absolutely, and I say this in Elvish. Oh, you see her like, ah. She's like, uh, you you speak you, you speak our tongue very good, and she speaks it in Elvish. And you got you it, it's like silver in the air mm-hmm. as you guys are speaking amongst yourselves. Yeah. It like oh. forms with the tree, but like you, you're speaking Elvish with her. She seems very impressed. Yeah, um, any divination wizard worth their salt can speak Elvish. Yeah, and she's like, uh, can't argue with you there. What can I help you with? Um, I'm looking for more information about the blade right tomorrow and also anything about this crazy conflict that's been happening with the trials yeah and she like all of these where all of the other elves she is certainly wearing these fine greens and these fine whites like all of them but they seem much more practical where they flow on all the other elves she has them rolled up and like wrapped around on her arm so that she I respond to, to that the bottom of those and like rolled up almost like shorts around her like above her knees she has all of these scrolls and she lays them out on this counter in front of her and says to you well, the blade right is long lost to many people, and it was kept highly secret, so unfortunately it's only rumor, but I've heard many things, and my information is for sale. I'm happy to write it down, or just to have a conversation with someone else in Elvish. That's a treat. <laughs> um, you're probably doing me too much of a kindness. I'm sure you speak Elvish all the time. Oh, yes, to other elves who take it for granted, but someone who can appreciate it, who understands its intricacies, and who pays closer attention to those. I have respect for that. Ah. So, what do you think you know about the Blood Rite? Blood, ah, blade Rite, then. The Blood Rite? <laughs> uh, the blade totally rite different day. It was ancient. Secretive. Dangerous. Sentient weapons. The most powerful ever made by elves. Or were there, kind. Were there three? There were three. Interesting. That's what I hear. One of battle, one of knowledge, and one of leadership. 
And they all test the next heir, (laughs) the next person who will own the throne. Each of their consequences grave. Very grave. If you can't beat the king's sword, you die a king's death immediately. That's what they say. If you can't beat the knowledge sword, you lose everything you know. (laughs) If you can't beat the warrior's sword, you're cut down in front of everyone. I don't really know what the last one means, because you'd think it'd mean death, right? I can't figure that one out. Maybe it's just your worth in front of other people. Maybe it affects others more than you. Perhaps, but who can say? These weapons were said to be smarter than anyone who walked the lands, older than anyone who did it as well, and it said that they're pure, straight from the weave, that they created themselves, and that's how they dictate the society here. Hmm. The drow, lucky for us, didn't know about it because we kind of didn't know about it either. Yeah. What's happening with the drow? Why did they attack? Just Oh, for the weapons. We've always traded in these things. I was going to say, do you think anyone would notice if there were only two all of a sudden? (laughs) Two what? Two weapons all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Um, Uh, They they came to take the land. They came to take the rights. They came to take the weapons. Just because they aren't comfortable on land doesn't mean they don't want to overtake everything. um, Not to meta. I'm going to roll history, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, to see if I remember who the drow worship? Yes. Religion it would be. Religion? Uh, 12? Um, you would know Lolf. You would know she's the spider queen. Uh-huh. You would not okay. know much else outside of that. Okay. Um, do you know if Lolf has anything to do with dragons? Oh, I imagine not. Dragons are far too proud to associate themselves with the drow, I mean, most of them would be, unless there was something to gain, I suppose. Dragons are very arrogant. They like having A lot minions. of material wealth. Yes. But as far as I know, no. Lolth uh, has to do with spiders, has to do with being in dark places. Dragons like to be seen. They like to show off. For the most part. Exceptions to every rule. Just like every elf isn't close-minded about other races, about other cultures, about other people. And I appreciate that. Yeah, well, welcome to the elven court. As do we all. <laughs> Is well, there anything you. I can sell you? Um, it's just books or just like it's magic it's books. books and and shit like that. Yeah, there's magic books, there's magic um, scrolls, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, I don't have anything specific. Um, um, I just outside of this real quick for you and me um, to go ahead and like start acquiring more spells and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Should I buy like? special ink and things yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask her if she has any uh, magical ink to kind of work in my spell book. Yeah. And she's like, of course, I have all kinds of ink. Ink is the pride of my store, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, I can sell you magical ink. I can sell you the components for creating a new That's spell, nice. it seems like, or at least memorizing one that exists. 50 gold pieces. All cool. components included. Cool. Um, I'll buy $1,500. Or, well, gold. 1500 yeah, I'm going to be working a lot in my spell book. Okay, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like you see her as uh, flustered as I just was. She's like, thank you very much. And with this, uh, it seems like you had another question that I will be happy to answer. Not particularly. Oh, th- those are all the questions you have about blade rights and drow and the history here. Well, were you as forthcoming as you had all the knowledge or... I, unfortunately, I told you everything I know. Okay. 
I showed my hand. You've been a valuable customer, and if you ever decide you need anything else, come cool. to me. Cool. Uh, I'm going to extend my hand and be like, my name's Arwell. Yeah, and she extends hers. Uh, she does have these, like, leathered gloves on, and they extend up to her, like, fingertips. And mm-hmm. it seems to, like, give them just a little bit of grip up at the tip of them. She's like, she shakes your hand with this, like, very dainty elf hand, this elongated arm, this, like, beautiful olive skin. And she says, Phelan. Phelan. More than a feeling, more than a feeling. Buying books and scrolls, buying from What did you just spend 15 our gold on? So I can get new spells. But outside of leveling. So he can start, like, learning other spells mm-hmm. that he doesn't know. Like, a lot. And as a as a wizard, you can switch those out day to day. Like, day-to-day. I want to do this, this one and that one and this one. Mm-hmm. So I can be a little bit more utilitarian. Like a, on like a the story is binder. getting so good, I can't wait to see what fucking happens at the blade right. So everybody parties. Everybody parties hard. Everyone. Two of you send notes to the queen, um, <laughs> and then I'm going to meet up with. Uh, I want to send Calista. the queen my mixtape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her, 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 the royal court catches on fire. Um, so uh, Arwell meets up with Callista. She is playing one of the most b- beautiful performances of her entire life. As she plays with this woman, her chimes swinging. They're high pitched. Her harp is just like piercing straight into your soul and Callista's warm melodies just make it comfortable and digestible and easy and everyone is dancing like the crowd that you drew is now like much much larger and all these people are just enjoying themselves you even see Iriath Zen like dancing like very merrily up in the air you see these leaves swirling around everyone these petals coming up you hear him laughing (laughs) out as all these people dance like there's clapping there's drinking and the next thing you guys know the sun is in your eyes and your heads hurt a little bit and is that a long rest? That's a long rest. But oh, also, in the long rest, I wanted to attune to my new um, obsidian daggers. Hell yeah. Yes. I got two things to talk about. One of them is your obsidian daggers. For every four damages you do, you are going to regain one health. Whoa! That's awesome. Nice. In addition to that, they are plus one daggers. Both of them. Fuck yes! <laughs> <laughs> They are, yes. they are, they are like, badass. they are like the dragon glass from Game of Thrones. That's the best mm-hmm. way I can describe them. They are sheen. Yeah. They look like they might mm-hmm. be translucent, but aren't for some reason. And you're like, this will break the first time I use it. Just kidding. It's stronger than any metal I've ever used. Nice. Um, one thing outside of this, I was annoyed about because we were immediate skill challenges that want to, wanted to loot the female dragonborn's body so bad. Yeah, it's good. Ugh, wanted to so bad. Arwell, however, I do have something else for you. In your sleep. Uh, something comes to you and there's a difference between like your light sleeps, your deep sleeps, your slumbers and the dreams that grip you and talk to you. This one talks to you as you sleep. The, the walls around you are dark and shimmering like many fine gems. The sparkle and glistening comes in small sparks and in tiny hints of light. Even in this overwhelming darkness, you can see it. Then they all, all those shimmers, all those glints of light start to melt down and they ooze toward you. You realize it's eyes, a million tiny eyes. There is nothing sparkling on these walls. All of this tiny spiders melt down into a pile and they form an enormous chittering effigy. It rises up on eight strong legs and it looks down on you with eight eyes. And in an instant, its fangs are inside of your neck. 
but they don't pierce it. Instead, the spider turns to stone with the faintest touch of its fangs on your skin. Then you see yourself from its eyes. Your gaze settles upon it as its body completely petrifies. Your eyes are made of many fine gems, all spun and woven together into something more beautiful than any of these single gems could ever achieve on their own. And that's all you remember from your dream. (laughs) You awake with these things in your mind, these tiny glimmers on a dark wall, turning into a million spiders, turning into a larger spider that bites you, becomes petrified, and then sees your eyes made of gems. Good morning! Cool. Long rest, finally! Uh, <sighs> yeah. Van is up before anybody, and he's got elven coffee in tow. He's got it ready for everybody, and he's like, What up, babes? I hope you uh, had a good time at Bye. one of your first elven raves. I promise the rest of this is not going to rhyme. Um, I'm like totally, I'm, I'm totally like roguing out. I'm like, dude, you have to check out these daggers. And I'm, I'm over there looking at him like, fuck, those are slick. Patches is loving his new ass daggers. They match his outfit. Calista is walking around still fingering the chords from last night's song on the lute while she like sips a cup of coffee because she's trying to like memorize it. Make sure she knows it really well for when she leaves, because that thing is going to kill in the taverns. And Elvin, <laughs> Elvin coffee. I'm just going to flavor this myself. The, Go crazy. The, the coffee that I make, it's like hazelnut, uh, vanilla, Ew. hazelnut vanilla Yum. with pumpkin in that shit. It's with amazing. Pumpkin. And you never feel like you're going to freak out or shit your pants. Agreed. <laughs> it's so smooth on your stomach. It's like almond milk I on your I've tummy. I think I've ever drank a cup of coffee, not felt like I was going to shit my pants. Same, 100. <laughs> I do it all day. Oh. I, I drink coffee all day because I, I want to shit my pants. I'm sweating and freaking out, and I'm like, it's when am I going to shit my pants? <laughs> wow, my coffee experience is so different from yours. Yeah, why do you drink coffee? <laughs> oh, what, you don't want to shit? To not be dead, basically. Uh, what would you all like to do? You have awoken. In one of these domiciles above the trees, you were awoken by natural sunlight. Filtering through these leaves, a green, beautiful natural light filters in through your room. It shines perfectly off of your new obsidian daggers patches uh i say to everybody i'm like I'm guys like sleep i'm like oh, i'm like cradling them in my bed <laughs> today is a really huge awesome crazy day for the elf people and we need to get the fuck down to the blade board ceremonies this is gonna be nuts we you, have to go you now. guys drink your elvish coffee you eat your elvish eggs you put your magic beans in your pocket you go on all of your equipment van eats them all <laughs> i eat all the magic beans <laughs> He trips harder than anyone's ever tripped in history. <laughs> I'm glad that's the gift that Let's we chose. Let's play this out. And, and that's oh my over. god! Um, what what time of day is the ceremony? Um, the ceremony you were told by the queen is happening in the morning. Okay. okay we're, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's yep. do it. Let's, let's get good seats. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You all, you and because all... I, I think so, I think we get good seats. Also, I want to be close in case I have to uh, give some input. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You need to share your daggers with somebody. So you all, you all show up to this court, and it is in the same place that you met the queen before. This time, however, it is there are elves in uh, almost a perfect circle all the way around this place, looking into the center of this throne. There are two elves in the center of it. There are three on the outside. And in front of the three that are outside of the two, which one is the queen, one is her son. You all can assume from the descriptions you've been given. Mm-hmm. Volna sits within the crowd with all of you. 
And in the middle of this, the queen sits over her son. He is kneeling before her. But there are three people just outside of them. And in front of them, these unbelievably ornate swords float in front of them. They seem to create their own light, their own power. They seem to be humming. Arwell, even without casting detect thoughts, you can feel that they're alive. All of you can. They have their own thoughts. They have their own processes. Yeah, no, does please it, speak out. Does it, seem, um, does it seem like the sun knows that Volna is there? You can roll insight. God damn it. Same thing. Yeah. Um. It's a six. <laughs> yeah, he, he. I mean, he's not looking in her direction or anything like that. Like, he doesn't seem to be nervous. He doesn't have any weird tics. He's not looking in her direction at all. Oh, nothing fuck like yes. That. I yeah. love this. Um, and so as, as this is all happening, these swords, they do begin to hum. And as the queen speaks out, she says, My people, this is a big day for all elves and all of the Forgotten in all of our world, not only on our continent. We have finally regained place, holding footing over the things we hold dearest, over the things that created us. It is impossible to say how many lives each of us has lived, but what is true is that each of us has learned from all of them. And I have learned much. It was my greatest honor to bring us here to defeat the drow, to see my daughter back safe, to see my son doing his best to look over this family, our people. However, many things have been brought to my attention. Disturbing things, wonderful things, as life always seems to do, things in two parts, having to interpret them for ourselves. And this will be the last decision I make on behalf of all of our people. You see her look around and gesture to everyone. She makes eye contact with everyone in this room, like very gracefully, very quickly, including all of you. How many people are here? Um, like less than 100, but like a lot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 98. And, yeah. <laughs> Um, but as she looks around, you see those golden chains on this enormous, intricate crown, these golden curtains hanging down beside her tan and ebony face, her like dark, beautiful, brilliant, intelligent eyes looking out at everyone, just knowingly, embracing each and every one of you, even though her glance is quick. It would seem that many accusations have come forward, that my daughter left when the time was most important, when we needed her the most that she didn't want to share this responsibility and that she thinks it to be a waste of time. Another accusation against my son saying that he was the one who sent her away, that he does not have our people's best interest in mind and that he has betrayed our family. We will let the blade right decide what has happened. They know more than us. We are made of them. And their wisdom is infinitely more. They never die. They don't remember their life cycles. They don't live through childhood. They know everything that they know. And before I start this, I will recite 
the right, as far as we've recovered it. So, as I would think, so shall ye. As I would feel, so shall ye. As I would do, so shall ye. As I would not harm. And she sits on that for just a moment. Nor shall ye. And as I would, and she looks around and everyone but all of you says, so shall the clan. And you hear all of their voices come up and they speak together. As the clan would, so shall I. As we would, so shall ye. The people are as one, all of us. And never shall I stray from this, nor shall ye. For to digress, and she looks to both of her children, is to diminish you and your people. And as the blades slowly float in toward her son, she reaches out a hand and she says, before we do this right, I've received a request I cannot ignore. The blades cannot only judge one, they will judge others. They will see the truth. They will see the story. And as the calamity has suggested and requested, Arwell Garowin, step into the circle. Um, I uncomfortably move forward. Yeah. Um, and you step into the circle. Would you like to say anything? The son kneels. He doesn't seem to have changed his demeanor in the middle of any of this. I'd like to step out and say to all my people, please hear my words. Are they listening? <laughs> Could they no not? No one said anything. Um, it's, they all seem like taken aback at the fact that this gnome has stepped out in front um, of all of these. Elves. I'm going to slightly bow to you and then move my way back into the crowd. As Arwell steps into the place, I look out at all of all of my elven people and I say, My people, you have named me the Calamity. And I do not take that name lightly. I understand why you call me the Calamity, for Calamity seems to follow me. I would try to be the leader that our people need, but I know that I am not. But I have seen leadership in one of us, and I elect Arwell Garrowin to lead us into a new age. For I cannot say that I believe that your brother, your son, my liege, is at fault or has committed a crime. But what I have seen is my team member... My my party member, he is knowledgeable, he is just, and could probably lead a pretty kick-ass elf army. And I would rather our people be led by someone with a good head on their shoulders than someone that would do you injustice by myself trying to run it all. That's why I elect our will. Aww. I am all confusion. <laughs> um, I uncomfortably wait for anyone else to say something, so I don't have to. 
Um, I say, <laughs> I say to you, or will you have a choice? If you accept, if you accept to I'm shaking my head, to to be the blade <laughs> ward, lead my people against the drow who have oppressed us for years, and help us with your knowledge, but move past this oppression. What knowledge do I have that you do not? I don't know. You seem like you have a really good head on your shoulders. Plus, they call me the calamity, for God's sakes. I'm basically the fuck up. This is us talking kind of candidly. <laughs> you just like, you know, just like that. That's not a good reason. <laughs> Look, dude, I'm just saying, you have a great head on your shoulders. You're a good guy, and my people need guidance. I'm not that dude. I will. I'll speak. Uh... All of you go crazy. Yeah. For once, I'm like, so, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come I on, went. It's a good idea. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I will say this. The four of us have another, a whole other mission that we are trying to deal with. No one can bear the responsibility of, of, you know, leading an entire people and doing what we have to do immediately. Preach. And I went to the elemental plane of fire. I witnessed Volna in slavery, living in a closet, the, the rightful heir to this throne. And we went through the shit, and we brought her back, and we, we stuck with her for long after that. And she is... She's the level-headed leader and, like, rightful heir of all of this. And I can't even imagine bearing the responsibility of, you know, leading an entire population of people and doing the immediate, the, the main mission that we are on at heard, the same time. Heard that, but hear me out. Volna is in absolutely no shape to be leading people she's traumatized she's been in prison for 10 fucking years when the people from the elemental plane of fire come do you not want a an army of elvish warriors on your side i know i can't lead those people but i know but who knows who knows can. the the people in the elemental plane of fire better than volna she was there for a decade and she's she still was she was there i now. know but she was there for a decade and she came back and she's still a badass. Listen, I understand what you're saying. And Why this I have, happens, I want to go talk to Callista. I have faith in Volna. But the thing about it is, is whether you want to think that Volna is ready to do this or not, I, I truly think that she is much more traumatized than she leads on. And we are going to need every bit of help that we possibly can because you know from the stories that you told me that the people from the elemental plane of fire can kind of teleport to our plane whenever they want. If you want a crazy person, because I'm admitting this now to myself, that I am, if you want a crazy person running an entire army of the only people that could po possibly help you against the people from the elemental plane of fire... That's not are you saying that you're about. Are you saying that what? you're going to be running? That you're the heir? No, I'm saying... I would step up and try to do this because I don't think Volna's fit, but I'm not going to. And 
obviously the I guy. I think Volna's fit. And also, regardless, it's not our decision to make. She's the heir. It, you know, it, she, she, I think she is fit and she's the heir. And, reg- and it's not our problem after that. I understand and, that. And I, I 100% think she's fit. Okay, let's just say that she is. Is everyone still in drag makeup? I want I'm to. not. <laughs> Fuck no. I want to be. Everyone's like no. suggesting as soon as me. Close and I'm, to like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that she's incapable because of who she is. I'm saying she's she is dealing with a lot because she has been basically tortured for the last well, decade. I, in my opinion, it's either her or the fucking asshole, and I point at the guy who and, fucking sent her to the elemental plane of fire. Why and I'm, honestly, she came through that shit alive. And is probably stronger for it. I hear that, but I'm just saying, I think if the elven people got to know Arwell for five seconds... I think we need Arwell's like singular focus. We don't need him to be responsible for an entire population and us, you know? All right. Arwell, you can deny it if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you go to say while that. You, all this Arwell's happened, gone, and over there talking to Callista. Yeah, well, while all this happened, <laughs> I am pulling on Callista uh, and be like, what "Yeah, fuck, Callista, what is this about? I don't know. This is insane. Yeah, I don't Why think he's been paying attention. <laughs> I mean, Arwell, you're brilliant, and you could be a great leader, but." <laughs> <laughs> right? Own it. Own it, honey. Sorry. I, I, I realize I'm probably not talking loud <laughs> enough in the mic. In front yeah. of him. I get why he admires your leadership capability, because you've been really awesome since he's got to know us. So you're an awesome person. However, we have so much more to focus on, and I, I, I'm not sure he's right been with, with us long enough to realize that. I completely agree. Because, I mean... I'm going to proceed to tell Callista my dream. Um, and I'd be like, I don't feel safe here. I feel like everything's oh, about to go to shit. Yeah. And I, I know the drow worship the spider queen mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going on right now. Could um, the, I do not feel safe here right now. Could the stone thing possibly mean that you're the one that could stop them? I don't necessarily know if that's true. That's, um, wow. At this I, point. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. At this point, I'd like to speak up to the people even more. And I'd like to say, my people, I've been withholding information from you because I didn't want you all to live in fear. But I think it's time that we all know what what is potentially on the horizon. We are facing a war against the dragons. Even though we might not think right now that this is possible... I must tell you, from what I have seen out on my adventures in the last little while, it is very possible. If you want to be led by someone who has been hit with multiple allegations against them of treason and (laughs) criminal activity, please. Hyper relevant. (laughs) (laughs) But but Volna Volna was with us. Volna saw the dragons also. Well, you're not speaking to the people right now. Sorry. I'm sorry, I thought I was speaking to my people. Oh, two rogues. Sorry. But I just say, I'm saying this to my people. I say, we are are facing incredibly bad times. And if the leadership you're seeking is questionable, then please go on. the, The person that I have elected, he does not have to take this 
this election seriously. He doesn't have stake in this, but I'm electing someone that I think could lead us through this because I care about my people. Vote for who you think so. And even though I have asked him to, he does not have to take this. I'm just electing someone that I have faith in because I've seen his heroism in the battlefield. That's all I say to the people. (laughs) And uh, the queen speaks out. She says, The blade right does not necessarily mean you will lead the people, but if one of you at the very least wishes to prove your story, someone must participate. Prove our story? Unless you have proof beyond this, something you can show to the court now. Prove our story, what do you mean? Did we still have some shackles? The allegations against my son. Seriously, did we keep a set? That you all have presented to the court? Uh, No. The Blade Right will determine who is right and who is wrong. So if you are sure beyond any reason of a doubt that this is... um, The the brand on our net, Volna has one, two, I'm sure. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also have them. Mm-hmm. And this is the brand of the fucking, what are they called? The Ifridi. Ifridi in the elemental plane of fire. Good memory. Um, we, were, we were all enslaved together, and we got out of there together. Um, you know, we rescued her. I mean, we, th- this is crazy. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is And to Van's crazy. point, <laughs> crazy awesome. The only way any of us are heroes is if we are together. Singularly, none awesome. of us are accomplishing any of this. My goal currently is not for your people, and I mean no disrespect. I want you to be incredibly happy and successful and achieve great things. That is not my goal. Agreed, my friend. But I must ask you this. Do you and your friends wish to survive the tear fall? Yes. Then with our help combined, we could do this with the right leadership. I think if, if, and I point at the queen, you do not believe what I'm saying happened to Valna. And I'm fully... Like, done with all of you. Yeah. Right. She, and she gestures out and she says, I don't know who to believe. Really? Have missed, you don't know who to believe. I've missed my daughter. And though your brand does convince, my experience and knowledge is not as great as these. And if you are sure of your story, I am giving you something that no elf has ever given to another race, especially a half elf, and I mean no disrespect. I am giving read my th- you. Can somebody read my thoughts? Read yeah. my memories? Can somebody? Can. can like who? Like is anyone here? Any <laughs> elf? She's, like can someone fucking? Can, she's can someone saying. read what happened to me? Like do it. And do it. She, I I fully allow it. She gestures. She gestures to the blades, <laughs> and she says, "The blades. The can. blade right will. It is that simple." Do you want me to do that? I'll do it if oh it means God. that. If it means. Fucking proving that what happened to Volna to all of you, then I'll fucking do it. All right. So Patch steps forward. Hell yeah. Patch steps forward like a rage. <laughs> like, let's fucking this do it. This is fucking bullshit. As yeah. he steps up, would they frown upon me if I tried to cast a spell? 
Uh, <laughs> most likely would. <laughs> Even if it's just a what do they call touch. When, when the dude steps up and fights for Tyrion Lannister. Oh, it's trial of combat, uh, but what does he call him? But it's Self- like his, I don't know what it's what called. His, call um, not I mean, substitute, but like. Yeah, what the fuck do they call that? I want to say this word so badly right now. Um, but it could just be blowing us up I, like, I don't understand quite what's going on. <laughs> like, I'll tell you the whole exactly idea what's going is on. that the swords are going to prove who can lead your people, correct? I guess we'll find out. I like, like I'm a fucking why don't, open book. Like I have never like but I why won't you just let the two heirs prove it or not? The swords obviously have better like knowledge than all of us. Like that's what I'm not understanding. I want my people to potentially know that someone that has helped bring their princess back is someone that could truly potentially lead them. Like I said, you Why might can't not... can't she lead, though? She truly possibly could. But what I'm saying is that she just might be in some seriously horrible shape. Could I try to do something crazy and... You're gonna try? If I have to roll, whatever. Um, reverse detect thoughts and protect thoughts into the crowd. No. Okay. Um, also, also, awesome. if Volna did what? this, they would see like, Volna. They, I mean, yeah. they'll see what the Sorry. fuck happened. Look, no, let them do it. They'll see what the fuck happened Here. with <laughs> him and her. And like, why are we fucking arguing about this? Like, it's crazy. Patrick here's, here's, like, in the ring, uh, swords floating around him, like <laughs> here's arguing. Here's, like, here's arguing the thing. Like, who cares? Here's the thing. We could argue about it all day. I'm just posing. I'm in love with. I'm it. just posing. <laughs> I'm just posing thoughts. At the end of the day. Those things are going to figure out what needs to be done. I'm just saying I'm posing viable opportunities for all of the people. I'm not saying it has to be done. I'm just posing opportunities. No, 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 no. Well, I, my, my thing is I need, I need the queen and I need all of these people to know what the fuck happened to Volna. And I need the motherfucker, the son, whatever his name is. Elisure. Elisure. Um, to be exposed. Expose him. Hey, All right. Question: and, If we yes. were not here, because we would normally not be here, true. How would justice be served? Uh, well, without a trial, the blades would only determine if my son was eligible to rule. But with a proper trial in the Elven Court, with a proper trial in the Elven Court. They'll determine who is telling the truth. So if we Let's had just dropped tr- Volna off on her own. Uh, if she decided she wanted to, this is voluntary. You understand. Oh, yeah. well, this has nothing to do with life. voluntary well, up to the point I where if one of us too. doesn't step up, we are learning justice will not be served. And is Volna has not stood up. My oh. daughter and I talked about this last night. She okay. is uninterested in... If she's I uninterested... Okay, this. if she's uninterested, <laughs> I'll do it. D- fucking <laughs> everything that is in my head, <laughs> I want everybody to fucking know it. I mean, like, seriously, like, this is crazy. Even if she doesn't want to do it, I want everybody to know what the fuck happened. Okay. Alright. Well, and, all, like, I thought Volna was stepping up. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I absolutely not. do not want this person to lead your people. Um, And I will say that I don't think your society is safe. 
and um, so I will, you will loosely not help people. I will loosely allude to visions I've had, um, and I will to the queen more directly, and just be like, "You have many enemies closing in." I believe um, I've been cursor gift gifted with visions of the future since I was born. Yeah. Um, I had visions about many, many, many spiders closing in on me last night. Really? Um, and I don't know if your people are safe. Um, and I'm not throwing my hat in the ring, but I, get that. I do feel more comfortable than patches being judged by the swords. Look, I... I, I don't care who does it, as long as one of the motherfuckers that was yeah. in the elemental plane of fire or whatever does it, I'm cool with it. I would prefer I just, it to be Volna. I love you guys. I appreciate it. do it. I love you guys so much. I appreciate every bit of of kicking ass together. That's why I wanted to elect you, because you were the you were seriously a leader. Whether you know it or not, you were a leader. That's what I want for my people, and I know I'm not. I'm not trying to to throw you under the bus in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, if we're going to fight a dragon oncoming, you're going to need an army. And the best army I know are my people. But I am not that person to lead that. And you don't have to do it forever. Just for like um, 300 years. And it's totally <laughs> fine. I live about that long. But how can you do both? We have so much other shit to do. I'm not going to lead. I, I'm many happy kings, to guide. Many, many kings go off and do plenty of other shit. Believe me. You and, don't have to just be sitting on a floor. And I look I am no elf. I am not of your society. I get that, but there's other I, And I'm happy to guide you and advise. But all, all I know is that Ar the Arwell. situation is intense. Yes, We have is. knowledge that could be used in a trial or like be proved in a trial about he should not lead your people. Absolutely. Volna should step up, but the fact that she's not stepping up might mean something. Cool. Well, I'm not stepping up. Let's okay. just let it go to her brother. So no, it's not going to. No, no, we're going to. This will prove what he did. Like he's a but fucking who's criminal. Who's it doesn't. I don't up? give a shit who steps up as long as like this motherfucker isn't the one who gets the throne. Cool. I don't give a let's, shit. Let's let the right. trial begin. And as you all, as 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 tempers flare, the queen holds her hand. And everyone goes quiet, and she places it gently on Arvel's shoulder, and then she places one on her son's shoulder. She is gently, like, pressing you to the floor, like he kneels in front of her, assuming that you... I follow suit. Yes. So you kneel, and she leans over to you, and she does say something. She says, as a diviner, I'm sure you can appreciate that the stars have already aligned, as I appreciate the visions that you've seen. If all goes well here, I will hold a private council with you. We will talk about these things. Because the way I see it, the stars have already aligned, and I've seen some of the things you have. But choices matter. The stars don't always align the way you want them to. And as she leans up, she says, they align the way that things are meant to go. And we are about to find out the way that things are. And as she has her hands on your shoulder and on her son Elishor's shoulder, he has not budged this entire time. Like, in all of the, like, debates between you guys and all of this, he has not, like, flinched. She has her shoulder on both of you, and she says, As we should, so shall ye. 
And with that, you hear those blades slice the air. And as they are coming toward you, you see darkness. And Arwell, you are standing alone. There is a gentle hum in this strange void of a place. And you hear something speak out. And it says, You know me. You have heard me. You have read me. Only this past night. But who are you? And with that, we're going to end episode 30. Oh, my God. (laughs) God damn it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) But guess what? You guys are all level five now. Episode 30, my dudes. We made it. We have made 30 episodes of this podcast, and we are still growing. This is an incredible milestone for us, and we are so appreciative to anyone who is listening, especially this far. And, you know, just as our way to say thanks, we threw in a little extra drama for you this episode. Well, Patches did. We, we appreciate your support, guys. We really do. We love you guys. We love talking to you. Come talk to us. Come say hey on any of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We have a whole lot going on there all the time. We got the D&D memes. We got the D&D statuses. And we love keeping conversations going with all of you our lovely listeners. Someone else who has supported us since the very beginning is Tabletop Loot. If you haven't done it yet, do yourself the favor, head over to their website, get some dice, or maybe some of the other items that they sell there, and give yourself 15% off by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. In addition to their website, you should check out ours. There are pictures of us, there's fan art of all the characters, there's all kinds of real neat stuff on there. It's HitDicePod.com. And last but certainly not least... Head over to the iTunes store, and to commemorate our 30th episode, leave that five-star review that you and your lazy ass have been putting off. But to those of you who have given us five-star reviews, thank you so much. That's our bread and butter. It means a shit ton to the podcast. It lets us know what you're thinking, and it lets others know that we are quality. So again, guys, thanks for helping us hit this milestone. We literally could not do it without you. We would not do it without you. Um, So, again, we'll catch you next week, adventurers. Until then, 